It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. running on this sixth day of December 2022. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tube. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Time is funny and fluid that way. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening live. Thank you, however it is that you participate in this long-running conversation, almost two decades long now. Yeah, it means the world to me and to the community of which you are. You happily choose to be a part. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, tell your friends and neighbors, if I could be so bold as to ask, uh, do, please. Because, uh, well, the more people we have in the conversation, the broader the viewpoints. And remember, maggots and various other right-wingers are not welcome here. This is a safe space for uh, good-faith conversation. It's just that maggots never contribute to that good faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, I'm Robin, and uh, if you pop by the aforementioned chat room right now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Irish Dave and Squeaky and capably moderated by pinch hit midweek chat room utility moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan, as well as uh, Roger in Oregon, hard at work, hard at work up there in the uh, lush and green valleys of the, y- yes, and, uh, well, look there. Also moderating this evening, Brother Deacon Asa. Well, hey, guys. Hey, all y'all. Uh, it is, in fact, uh, Titanic Tuesday on the Horn, the day when we take particular note of the uh, Titanic intellects at work here uh, uh, in Merca, the greatest country in the history of the world on Earth now today, forever in the universe under God. And uh, that's true. 
Stephen, uh, and, and, and with all them, with all that moderating going on in there, oh, there's going to be brains bashed all over the place. Brain doesn't have a chance. So uh, get them, fellas. Uh, and today's kind of a special day. Not kind of. It is. Today is my precious little Junie's six-month birthday. She is six months old today, growing like a weed. Oh, she, she, she's, she's a precious little pumpkin. Absolutely a little, little chunk. And uh, she laughs and she coos and she carries on. And she waves. She'll be crawling before we know it. And uh, what a little doll she is, and what a, what a wonderful big sister she has. In the, uh, and I, I just, uh, I was on my way back to the studio. And, uh, her big sister looked at me and said, Oh, Pa, next time you go across the river, I want a happy meal. Yes, I'll, I'll, I, and indeed you shall have one, precious. Indeed you shall have one. Um, so that's that's where we are. It is, and, and, Lord, we got some, we got some stuff to go into uh, for this Titanic Tuesday because the 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 Titanic the Titanic in, intellect is um, on a broad display and we will uh, we will no doubt get uh, well deep into uh, into that as the program progresses. Uh, I wanted to make an announcement off the uh, uh, right off the top here. My dear friend, Miss Terry Allen, uh, who, those of you who are around for it may recall, helped me come out almost two years ago, um, well, it was December 31st, 2020, uh, right here on this program. She is uh, firing up, uh, re, uh, well, she's testing the waters, I suppose you'd say. Uh, she was part of a program a while back that sort of, sort of uh, went away peremptorily called Trans Talk Raw. And she is, uh, she's, she's taking a look at uh, getting that going again. So this evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, uh, immediately following this program, over on Facebook, so you got to go to Facebook for it, uh, she's going she's gonna to try to kickstart Trans Talk Raw again, and I, I hope everybody will maybe uh, go over there and give her a rousing welcome back to the interweb tubes. Uh, just look for Trans Talk Raw on Facebook, and that's where, and it'll be video and audio. So uh, get, check it out. I, I will be going there as soon as the program's over myself, and uh, I wish her the very best. Uh, another thing, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but Another thing I wanted to make mention of, uh, you may have, you may recall the call we had from our friend Thomas uh, of FYINation.com uh, sometime in the recent past, in which Thomas told us about a, a uh, an app that he is in the process of creating, uh, and it's called Accurate Message, just like it sounds, Accurate Message. And Thomas hopes that it'll be a uh, a platform for 
progressive conversation and, and program content, as well as um, operating similarly to, say, uh, that, that, that micro-blogging uh, app that has the blue bird for its avatar. It'll be like that, except with 1,000% less Napoleon Bonapartheid. And uh, the, uh, the app for it is already out on the uh, Google Play Store. And the app for Accurate Message on the uh, uh, Apple App Store is coming shortly. And Thomas and I have been talking, and it's going to take a lot of work to get to where we need to be. But I think I'm going to try my hand uh, at some point in the fairly near future at going to video. Oh, the horror, the horror at going to video on accurate message. So I encourage everybody to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to have to wait until the Apple app comes out because I'm an iPhone. I'm an iPhone girl. But um, if you use uh, Android devices, go ahead and get the accurate message app from the Google Play Store. And, and for those of us who use iPhones, I'll give I'll let you know as soon. And, and Thomas said that uh, he would try to uh, get that uh, app, uh, Apple App Store app, up and running uh, sooner rather than later. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and try it. Uh, if you're if you're on a, an Android device, see how it works. See what you think of it. And it's it's all run through AccurateMessage.com. Accurate Message. Com. So that having been said, and uh, I'm looking forward to that, every program here at The Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different, and so consequently we thank our sixth day of the month subscribers uh, as we uh, engage in this desperate effort to keep this program afloat and you know, me continuing to have a car to get around in, that sort of thing, pay the bills. So thank you very kindly to John. Thank you so much, John, and thank you to Charlene in Rogues Island. Thank you to Don in West Tennistan. Thank you to Michael in Madison. No, well, actually, I, I'm so used to saying Michael in Madison it, it, that Michael is now Michael in Chicago. So thank you to Michael in Chicago. Um, thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program and helping to keep this little effort at independent non-capitalist, non-commercial broadcasting, alive and kicking. Thank you. Uh, that, what does that mean uh, as far as the fundraising goal right now? Well, the fundraising goal right now is, stands at $1,190. That's because yesterday was a big old whopping goose egg, and that means we are four days unfunded. That's today, yesterday. Friday and only ten dollars of last Thursday's been funded, so eleven ninety, and that's a that's a that's a terrifying number. But we can bring it down some, thanks to a uh, uh, the Santa's Happy Holidays Challenge, courtesy of Cat in Ohio. Thank you, Cat. Uh, there's a Have a Show on Me Challenge, a doubling opportunity. Uh, the Santa's Happy Holidays Challenge is for three hundred bucks. And if we can come up with $300 to match it, that's 600 and we get the fundraising goal down to only $590, $590. And knocking out $600 of 1190 
means that we would have funded all of last week and uh, $10 of yesterday. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Cat in Ohio. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Beyond my ability to express my, cons- well, my gratitude. Thank you. So that, uh, that gets us to the beginning of the program, doesn't it? Why, yes. I mean, we already began the program, but now, now we get into the, uh, into the meat of the program. And there is, in fact, breaking news. I, I think it's going to be breaking news that, for once, is good news that we will find to be happy news. Uh, namely, that as of today, a jury tried and true, which sat and heard God knows hours upon hours upon hours of testimony, damning uh, in, in all its forms, uh, a jury, that jury in Manhattan, in the criminal case against the uh, Trump Organization for criminal tax fraud has returned. And upon returning, the members of that jury announced that they had, in fact, reached a verdict in the case. And the the two Trump Organization companies have been found guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Off with their heads! Now, guilty, guilty, guilty on uh, all counts presented to the jury. The two cases, uh, the, the, the two organizations involved were the Trump Corporation and Trump Payroll Corp. Um, they were found guilty of uh, everything that the government charged them with. Now, the downside to this is that neither Nitwit Nero nor any of his, uh, any, any of his uh, seedy, skeevy uh, gits were charged by name, just the organizations. But... Uh, Prosecutors during the trial were allowed by the court to mention Nitwit Nero specifically, and they did so a lot um, in discussing his connection to um, benefits that were handed out to uh, the executive class of those two slimy organizations, company-funded apartments, car leases, personal expenses, things like that. All part of a gigantic tax dodge. And so as a result of uh, being convicted, the uh, Trump Organization is facing a maximum of a whopping $1.61 million in fines when sentencing comes around in mid-January. The companies will continue to exist because New York law has no mechanism whereby they could otherwise 
uh, hack it limb from limb and scatter the pieces to the four uh, the four corners of the empire. Um, but according to some of the analysis that I've taken a look at, the conviction could uh, negatively impact their ability to get loans or do business at all or enter into contracts. So uh, you can imagine that down at uh, Maga Loco, Merida Lardass, that there is much screaming and wailing and and, and, and the walls are fairly dripping with catsup. Mm-hmm. And once again, we know that you would get another manifestation of the, uh, of the, the walls closing in around that postulant adipose jiggling wad of gr- petty grievances and fears. I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Stoke the stroke, y'all. Uh, the uh, petty foggers who actually represented the Trump organization said, Oh, we're going to appeal. Oh, we'll appeal it all the way to the highest court. In the... Oh, shut up. You're not even going to get paid, you poor stupid. Uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, not known for his uh, um, towering courage, seeing as how he uh, bailed out and ran away on the actual criminal case against Nitwit Nero himself. Alvin Bragg said, uh, This was a case about greed and cheating. The Trump Corporation and the Trump Payroll Corporation got away with a scheme that awarded high-level executives with lavish perks and compensation while intentionally concealing the benefits from the taxing authorities to avoid paying taxes. Today's verdict holds these Trump companies accountable for their long-running criminal scheme. And yet somehow he still hasn't found the courage to present some indictments to the uh, to a grand jury tried and true for uh, criminally charging the head of that entire racket. Racket? Well, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, miss, oh, 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 uh... U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Did you hear that word? Racket? You've got a federal statute that applies to rackets. The Racketeering Influenced Corrupt Organizations Act, RICO. How about you haul it out of the basement and oil it up a little bit and polish it and pull the string a couple of times and see if that sucker still runs? So, uh, over at CNN, Ellie Honig, their legal expert, said it's a victory of sorts for the Manhattan District Attorney. Their theory, now that part of the income for employees, including Alan Weisselberg, was paid through fringe benefits in order to avoid tax liability, that theory has been vindicated. And one of the more important aspects of the, of the entire trial uh, was the fact that Evidence was adduced at trial showing that Nitwit Nero signed off on all of it because he was, of course, the 
maximum leader for life, mother of all chief executives. All right, yeah. Um, Joshua Steinglass prosecuted the case, and he told the jury that Nitwit Nero explicitly sanctioned all the dodgy, fraudulent transactions and said this whole narrative that Donald Trump is blissfully ignorant is just not true. Among other things, uh, Nitwit Nero was, the testimony was that Nitwit Nero uh, said, yeah, sure, go ahead, do it. When someone suggested that uh, Alan Weisselberg's grandchildren have their private school tuition paid by the Trump organization. And uh, he also signed a lease for Alan Weisselberg to have an apartment in Manhattan so he wouldn't have such a (sighs) tough commute. Yes. And then Nitwit Nero personally signed the bonus checks at Christmas time. And he also uh, uh, he also initialed a memo that uh, gave um, well that actually cut the salary of other top executives. And the prosecutors, in their theory, said that knew, means he knew all along what the hell was going on. Meanwhile, Alan Weisselberg has thrown his. Um, he, he threw himself on his sword. He played the Roman fool, as Shakespeare would have said. Um, he pleaded guilty to 15 felonies for refusing or failing to pay taxes on $1.76 million of income. He's going to get five months in jail for those 15 felonies, uh, assuming that the judge finds he testified truthfully. Susan Nichelle is the petty fogger who represented Nitwit Nero. It remains, I have not seen a photograph, so I don't know if she looks like Precious Princess Iwanka, my daddy Trump Kushner, or if she looks like Melanoma. Probably, it's almost a guarantee she looks like one or the other. God knows that's the case with, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, 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 Alina Hubba Bubba, you know, counsel for the parking garage. Right. Weisselberg said he and Jeffrey McConney did most of the legwork on the dirty deals. And that after Nitwit Nero entered the White House, they started cleaning up some of this dodgy, skeevy shit. But like I said, he threw himself on his sword saying that uh, uh, he had conversations with uh, Geezer Disgustus and with Eric the Dumber and Traitor uh, Tot. But uh, he, he said uh, he didn't scheme or conspire with anybody in the Trump family. And went on to say, as he uh, as he reached into the wound from 
leaping onto his own sword and pulled his own innards out and, I don't know, played mumbly peg with him. Uh, he said he was embarrassed and that he was ashamed that he had, that he had uh, betrayed the Trump family because he'd been working with them for 49 years. And so, you know, there will be, there will be an appeal, but, and hopefully it will uh, run its course fairly quickly. But then again, once it's appealed through the, through the New York system, they'll probably find a way to try to get it up to his hand-picked creatures uh, on the Supreme Court, which means running up through the, uh, the, through the district court, the, courts of, the Court of Appeals, and the, ultimately the Supreme Court itself. Here's hoping it sticks. Uh, Flavio is, I, I, it seems, feeling rather, uh, I guess, cranky at the moment. Victory of sorts. It means nothing to us. Nitwit Nero is still running for president, isn't he? In fact, he just called for the abolition of the friggin' Constitution, and he's still running for office. It's no disqualification, apparently. None of them are. I know. Big old eye roll coming from Flavio. But... You know what? Remember, they didn't take down Al Capone for murder. I suspect you know very well what they took Al Capone down for, Flavio. Uh, uh, Weisselberg, Stephen New York says, I wonder if he understands that even if Orange Voldemort were reelected, there's no pardon in the offing. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> true, true enough, Steve. Nitwit Nero can't pardon uh, uh, can't pardon Alan Weisselberg in this case because it's a state charge. Um, Randy Radar, I don't know. Uh, I, I I I don't know the answer to that question um, because I'm not in any ways affiliated with any of that. I know that sounds a bit enigmatic, but uh, Randy Radar will know what I'm talking about. Oh, and uh, speaking of the uh, hand-picked creeps on the uh, Supreme Court of the United States who have rendered that uh, at least uh, nominal, nominally august body, Uh, into a uh, tawdry charade of what it at least constitutionally is intended to be uh, we need to uh, we need to go back to yesterday's uh, yesterday's oral arguments. in the uh, 303 design case in particular to uh, Neil Gorsuch 
because uh, there was also there was you know we focused yesterday on Sammy Badbreath and his uh, tone deaf racist notion that it's fun to talk about black children talk wearing clan robes that's still just what but neil gorsuch had a moment of his own and it was uh well it was ind- it was indicative of how these right-wing freaks view the world. Because what, what Neil Gorsuch did is, uh, in, 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 in back-referencing the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, which, as we noted yesterday, is the 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 uh, holding in masterpiece was not the 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 total victory that the uh, alliance defaming freedom were looking for. It was narrowly tailored, and the Supreme Court declined to say that. Well, gosh, oh golly gee, uh, the right of religion. Uh, trumps every other right under the Constitution. I mean, I, I don't know if these fools even begin to understand the gravity of the mischief that they are making. But in back-referencing Masterpiece, uh, uh, during a colloquy with uh, uh, Colorado Solicitor General Olson, Anne's boy Neil, remember, he is the son of uh, the first member of uh, the first cabinet-level official to ever be cited for contempt of Congress. Um, yeah, really. Anne's boy Neil uh, leaned into uh, Solicitor General Olson to suggest, I guess, that Jack Phillips, the masterpiece cake shop dude, was somehow... A victim. And when I heard this the first time through, I was like, what? Huh? But yeah, this is for real. Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar with... It was with a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that a re-education I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank you, Mr. 
Someone might be forgiven for calling that a re. Yep, yep, they, to- they took that poor, poor Christian cake maker who just wanted to bake cakes for good, God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, amosexual, Christian-getting-married couples and not have to bake no cakes for the queer couples. He just wanted to be left alone. But the Pol Pot regime there in Colorado forced him into a re-education program. Oh, shut the fuck up, you fascist piece of garbage, Ann's boy Neil. Every time I hear a word come out of this piece of shit's mouth, I am absolutely embarrassed that we are members of the same damn fraternity. And they can't drum me out just because of transition. So, but but apart from just being generally asshole-ish. I mean, all, all, all Jack Phillips had to do was learn how the Colorado non-discrimination statute works. But according, according to Neil Gorsuch, he was uh, compelled to t- go into a re-education program. I don't know. What did he have to get up at like four o'clock every morning and sing the praises of, of Pol Pot or Chairman Mao or something? Communism. Uh, I'd be forgiven if uh, some people think that's a re-education program. It's nothing even. Re- but he's only going to get crankier. This is already a cranky old white man. He's only going to get crankier and older and whiter. He's well on his way to being the next, uh, the next Sammy Bad Breath. Over at Slate, uh, Mark Joseph Stern said it does not bode well for the future of civil rights law that Gorsuch believes a state imposes re-education training on employees when it reminds them how to comply with non-discrimination rules. Gorsuch makes it clear, Stern points out, that it's unconstitutional for the government to tell employers they must train their workers to comply with civil rights law. And he's still angry about this issue five years later. And he can be that big of a... Well, I, I want to I use proper... Uh, I want to use the proper term here. You dick! And yet, he's a... Supreme Court justice, and nobody can do a damn thing about it. He is free to sit up there and be as big a bigot, as big a prejudiced jackass, as big a racist, as big a homophobe, as anyone on the court has ever been. Yeah. Jesus. And they're all that way. Gorsuch is an asshole. There are five unmitigated assholes on this court. 
Gorsak, Sammy Bad Breath, Clarence Pubes on the Coke Can, Fappy Thomas, Brat Kavanaugh, who likes beer and having his mortgage paid off and all of his baseball ticket debts and his hot dogs and more beer. And in the past, apparently had a taste for performing sexual acts on teenage girls who were passed out. In the name of Jesus, of course. And the handmaid. And not one of those has any desire whatsoever to be anything other than the bigots and the homophobes and the transphobes and the xenophobes and the generally horrible human beings that they are. But that having been said, I'm going to have to uh, take another one for the team tomorrow. And... uh, What I mean by that, there's another, you know, that the, the Supreme Court's in session and they're working. And it's going to be, uh, tomorrow's a big one. Tomorrow, uh, this gang of jurisprudential punks and thugs and hard cases and dead-enders are going to hear what we shorthand refer to as the Moore case. Strap in because, well, just as was the case with 303 Designs, it's already pretty much well, the, the, the oral arguments are the oral arguments are kind of a sham. It's sort of like debate in the Senate or the House. Everybody knows how everybody's going to vote. Nobody's going to change their vote. And uh, people like Gorsuch and Slappy and Bad Breath and Brat and the Handmaid, uh, unless one of these or more can be convinced otherwise well they're leaning toward endorsing one of the most probably the most cockamamie quasi jurisprudential notions in American jurisprudence you know since privity of contract and that is the independent state legislature theory and so uh, it's 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 pretty certain that neither justice Sonia Sotomayor nor Elena Kagan nor Katanji Brown Jackson are going to fall for this uh, right-wing chop shop think tank chicanery And uh, Gorsuch and Fappy and Sammy Badbreath have all signaled that they are sympathetic to this notion. And John Roberts, brat, 
and the handmade are sort of in the middle. And and the and the Moore case all arises out of North Carolina's attempt to redistrict itself to make sure that no Democrats ever hold office again. At least on a federal level. But even though it's about redistricting, it has the power to touch upon issues of voter ID, mail-in voting, vote, how votes are counted themselves. Because the North Carolina Supreme Court chucked the Republican attempt to redistrict, gerrymander the state. This was the case where the North Carolina Republicans said, well, of course we tried to redistrict it so the black people wouldn't have, their votes wouldn't have no force and effect. We're Republicans. And the most important and ultimate impact of all of this would be to allow state legislatures in this country to look at the outcome of elections, you know, the popular vote for the presidency in, say, November 2024, and say, we don't like the fact that the people of this state didn't vote for the Republican nominee. Fuck them! We're going to send our own slate of Republican electors to participate in the Electoral College and make sure that uh, a Democrat doesn't get in the White House. Sorry, there was a sneeze in the offing. Better you not hear it. And I'm not kidding. I'm not overstating the the, the, the Moore case. Um, if 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 this case comes down with a win for this horseshit cockamamie notion of the independent state legislatures, as of 2020, we will have had our last free and fair presidential election. And for all intents and purposes, what little democracy we had. Uh, Recalling, of course, that in the history of the United States, democracy is far more aspirational than operational. What little bit we had will be gone. And so, by operation of, of, of the independent state legislature theory, a state Supreme Court like North Carolina's Supreme Court will not be able to step in and say, nope, this is dirty and racist as hell and you're not going to get away with it. And the judiciary will have no voice whatsoever in determining whether electoral processes are free or fair or God knows democratic and of course you you look around and 
you look around at the independent state legislature theory and you find our old nemesis. Constitutional originalism. Lurking about in the shadows. Hey, stand by just a second. It may be December, but it is way too warm in the fabulous horn studios at the magnificent Kincaid Mansion. And I got tired of hearing the heater turn on and roar in the background like a plane trying to take off. But those are the oral arguments coming tomorrow. I don't know if, uh, well, maybe he'll find a way. I don't know if, uh, I was going to say, I don't know if Sammy Badbreath will find a way to talk about little black kids wearing clan uh, clan costumes tomorrow clan robes but given the fact that uh, the North Carolina Supreme Court threw out the gerrymandered redistricting specifically based on the inherent racism in it Sammy Badbreath may well find a way or maybe Anne's boy, Neil Gorsuch, will complain that uh, the North Carolina Supreme Court was trying to <sighs> send the Republican Party to a re-education camp. Jesus, these people hate America. They will not be happy until we are a, 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 a theocratic fascist dictatorship in which maggots and Republicans do all the dictating. It does not look good because old balls and strikes uh, has already indicated that he's at least sympathetic to the idea. So, no. I don't have... Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. But I also don't have just a hell of a lot of confidence in this clown show masquerading as a court. Mm -mm, no. And by the way, thank you to an anonymous friend. We are off and running uh, on fulfilling Cat in Ohio's uh, Merry Christmas have a show on me challenge so there's $275 to go on that thanks so much kind internet friend thank you uh, going back to the uh, cynicism of our friend Flavio Stephen New York says I agree generally however remember this this will go a long way to stoking the stroke and he is, I'm, at this point in time, I'm convinced that, but then again, we were one of the few uh, few conversations taking place during the 
reign of Nitwit Nero that went to the trouble of analyzing in depth and detail on a number of occasions the uh, workings of the 25th Amendment and the means by which one removes a president who has gone around the bend. It turned out later on that they were, in fact, talking a bit about it. And, but none of those members of the Nitwit Nero cabinet could quite, uh, to use Lady Macbeth's words, screw the cur- their courage to the sticking place because they were fawning sycophants who were terribly, terribly fond of their power. Uh, recall that Elaine Chow, um, wife of Moscow Mitch McConnell, she had to go all the way through the process. She had to go all the way up to and including a terrorist attack on the capital of the United States before she said, fuck it, I'm out of here. That's putting up with a lot. That's a whole lot of... Uh, and, you know, she quit right, right as her term would have ended, so she made sure all the checks cleared. Yeah. As for Alan, uh, Alan Wesselberg looking at his uh, criminal penalty for 15 felonies, Matt in San Francisco points out, for 50 years of criminal acts, a month for every decade, five months, small price to pay. Sure is nice to be white in America. Well, remember, uh, in the federal court system, Don Blankenship, well, he got a pass from the jury for incinerating 29 human beings at Upper Big Branch. By God, they sent him off to Club Fed for a, a, a year for messing with the shareholders' money. wish I was kidding. The Supreme Court, Flavio says, you mean that cesspit of Opus Dei Catholics? Uh, Miss Lori at 303 Designs never designed a website for anybody, gay or straight. What the fuck? So they're inventing cases out of whole cloth. Yes, they are. And Stephen New York with a couple of observations. Baking cakes, I will not kid you, but I have pondered telling evangelicals that I refuse to represent them, but I realize something. I'm not a fucking asshole. However, that realization is diminishing. And, you know, you wouldn't be an asshole by refusing them. You would simply be relying upon your sincerely held religious beliefs. Maybe you've got a sincerely held religious belief that evangelicals have no place in civil society, that evangelicals' only place in civil society is in an arena with a lion. As long as you sincerely hold that religious belief, Steve. Subject line, theocracy, Steve says, I wonder if the one Mormon and other Roman Catholics on the court understand that they will not be welcome when the evangelical mullahs assume control. Well, you know, the handmaid said it best herself yesterday. A Christian or Catholic organization. And somewhere, some some Southern Baptist divine who's turned a blind eye to rape on a number of occasions and looks up and says, Finally, she gets it. Good handmaid. Good girl. Here's a cookie. 
And as to the uh, 29 miners incinerated at Upper Big Branch, Don Blankenship, Steve says, uh, those were only hillbillies, don't you know? I know, we're imaginary, like unicorns and hobbits and the Lucky Charms leprechaun. I know. And I hate to do this, and Lady B, I hope I don't get hate mail. But, uh, we have, uh, we, we, we have another Kanye sighting. Another sighting of the definite article, the. And I saw the news earlier today, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But it qualifies It qualifies for the day, because if anyone is a titanic right-wing intellect these days, full speed ahead into that iceberg, we'll have, we'll have slushies after dinner. And his words do matter. Because people do pay attention to him. And that's why a bunch of white people, including Alex Jones, and now Gavin McInnes. Gavin McInnes, who is the founder of the Proud Boys, the fascist uh, street brawling organization that was actively involved in attempting to overturn the government of the United States and ditch the Constitution... Uh, Gavin McInnes runs something called Censored.TV. Don't go there. Please don't. Value your brains. You go there and your brains will leak out your ears. Don't. Please don't. Well, Gavin McInnes, proud guy. I mean, the video, you look at Gavin McInnes and you think, jeez. You buy a jacket like that, do you get a bowl of soup? Uh, well, he, he he gave the yet another chance to rehabilitate himself. And he threw the lifeline to him. And the boldly swatted it away. Because he's the Lee in New York with a question, uh, Kanye, just wondering does MAGA now mean make anti Semitism great again? One could be, as Anne's boy Neil Gorsuch said, one could be forgiven for thinking that it does. Based on what he uh, 
said to uh, Gavin McInnes and, of course, Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes is certainly skyrocketing into uh, into prominence in the right wing. Um, they called the episode on Censored.TV Saving the... And it begins with uh, the, the uh, neo-Nazi Gavin McInnes... blathering on about how he wants to prevent the West from becoming an anti-Semite or a Nazi and talk him off the ledge. And he goes on to say, our problem is liberal elites of all races. And describes Kamala Harris and Barack Obama as a major problem. McInnes did get has been deplatformed from uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and got bounced from YouTube for hate speech. I presume his Twitter account will be back up and running if it isn't already. Um, and so, like I said, they, uh, he he and Fuentes threw the a lifeline, and the swatted it away. And once again, the wore a mask that covered his entire face, including his nose, mouth, and eyes. And uh, he noted early on that uh, the 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 outrage she generated with Alex Jones has been awesome for a presidential campaign. Uh, oh, my aching back. I guess banned in Boston is a, still is still a big thing. And I watched the video for it earlier, and for the life of me, I can't find it now. But he went on to say that it was the Jew, the Jews' fault that Hitler has a bad reputation. And said, the Jews are not the only ones who have a Holocaust. Look at all the aborted babies we have right now. Uh, he said that abortion is like eugenics and genocide and the Holocaust. It's almost like he's been talking to Velveeta King at some point along the way. If he hasn't, Velveeta King is going to be pissed that uh, he's bogarting her shtick. And they love their they love their neologisms. These right wing freaks. McKinnis declares that 
ethnomasochism huh is a genetic white thing to which Nick Fuentes, the Mexican white supremacist, declares uh, that liberalism has poisoned the well for white people. At which point Fuentes started pining for the days of his youth and said that uh, kids love Hitler. And then he says, well, I mean, kids on 4chan. Kids on 4chan. And so Kanye went on to say that uh, Jewish people control the majority. I mean, this is textbook. Jewish people control the majority of the media, along with banks, along with real estate, along with malls. They can control the narrative. History is written, written by the winners. And yes, this matters. Because when influential people talk this trash, people downstream pick it up and repeat it. I know this to be a fact because I know people who certainly don't sit around pondering issues related to who and what I am. who have used talking points that come from Joe Rogaine and uh, Neo-Maxi Zoom Dweeby, Ben Shapiro, and Lobster Daddy Jordan Peterson, and Matt Dysphoria Beard Walsh, to me. And absolutely is in, and, and is absolutely entrenched in a buy-in to all of that filth. People who want uh, who heretofore could not voice these things are given license to voice them because someone with status has said it. And. Uh, Though also said there's a collusion of Jewish attorneys and managers and everything else you can think of who give America porn. Porn is the gas chamber. It's a silent killer to dumb us down. He says his ex-wife, and this is really probably part of the crux of it all, Kim Kardashian, uh, is used to sell porn. And this all is, is, is backed up with the fact that the used porn to try to bully and control his staff. He now says that porn destroyed his family, that women who participate in porn are products of pedophilia. and said that women on Instagram who show their bodies in their 30s or 40s are freezing their eggs because they haven't lived the, lived the dream of having a husband and kids and tells people to pray for Instagram 
and says that anyone who clicks like on a picture of a woman wearing revealing clothing is a sexual predator. And that journalists are out to destroy, sabotage family men. Somebody needs to chase this dude down with a butterfly net. But no one can. But as bad as it all was, it got worse. Gavin McInnes, who is a a, a, a fascist, a fascist brawler, he's akin to, say, uh, Hitler's uh, Sturmarbeitlung, uh, the SA, asked West, so you're the president of the United States. It's day one, and someone walks in and they go, so what are we going to do about those Jews? What do you say? At which point, with his boggin turn pulled down over his head, uh, the replies, and, and by the way, uh, the Mexican white supremacist, Nick Fuentes and McInnes, both giggled. Jews should work for Christians. I'll hire a Jewish person in a second if I knew they weren't a spy and I could look through their phone and follow through their house and have a camera all in their living room. Wow. So they ask him who, if, he, if, if he's president, who would be his running mate, and he says that uh, he's considered Candio. You know, Candace Owens, who said Hitler was a pretty nice guy if he would have kept his nationalism inside German, uh, the German boundaries. But he's got a problem with neo-Maxi Zoom Dweeby Ben Shapiro. Uh, the, remember, that this is the guy who says, uh, who objected to uh, the song WAP and pondered on air, well, I'm married and my wife never gets wet. The greatest self-own in the history of self-owning. Now, The has a problem with Ben Shapiro, who is in control of Candace Owens' voice. Because Candio works for Ben Shapiro over at uh, The Daily Wire, which was founded with uh, shadowy right-wing billionaire money. Now, it was Candio who is married to the guy who runs Parlor and whom The had said he was going to buy Parlor from. Mm-hmm. So, the conversation continues, and uh, they ask him about his policies on immigration and fortifying a wall, and he says, I I don't have a clear answer immediately on that. So, when they ask him about gay marriage, he said, oh, my policies will follow the Bible. And then uh, Gavin McInnes and Nick Fuentes uh, run down a rabbit hole 
in which they declare that gay people and transgender people are mentally ill. And, of course, the, the takeaway with all of this is that he calls upon Jewish people to, and I kid you not, forgive Hitler. Forgive Hitler. Hitler's dead. There's nothing to forgive. The only thing there is is to never forget. Oh, and, it ju and just now rolling into my inbox, because you knew it had to happen, there he is, all caps in the subject line, Manhattan Witch Hunt. Disappointed with the verdict in Manhattan, but will appeal. After looking at millions of pages of documents over many years, much to the detriment of record-setting murder and other forms of violent crime that are taking place in New York City, the government was able to get an employee to plea in order for a very reduced sentence. The case was about Alan Weisselberg committing tax fraud on his personal tax returns, etc. I would think he would want to actually add further detail instead of using the uh, etc. there, but that's me. Uh, with he and every witness repeatedly testifying that President Trump and the Trump family knew nothing, nothing, nothing about his actions. We, we know nothing. Which he admits were done solely for his own benefit and with no benefit to the two companies. Why would corporations, which know nothing about Weisselberg's personal tax returns, be prosecuted for that person's conduct? There was reliance by us on a then highly respected and expensive accounting firm, a law firm, to do this work. The accounting firm also did his personal returns, which we are not even allowed to legally view. This case is unprecedented and involved no monetary gain to these two corporations. It's a continuation of the greatest political witch hunt in the history of our country. Believe me, New York City is a hard place to be Trump as businesses and people flee our once great city. Yes, they're tumbleweeds rolling down Fifth Avenue. I had the part about the tumbleweeds. The rest of it was verbatim. Of course, it's entirely a lie, because there was testimony that he signed off on documents, that he agreed to do various and sundry illegal things. told you some Titanic Tuesdays are more Titanic than other Titanic Tuesdays as Ralphs points out and then Mazars fired Donnie yeah he forgets that part too it is Tuesday so that means we have the green news report courtesy of Brad Friedman and Desi Dolan and after that we will uh take a look at the other big news today namely that uh, 
the January 6th committee has said, well, hell yeah, there's going to be criminal referrals to the Department of Justice. You bet your ass. So that should make for some interesting times. Uh, yeah, Brother Deacon Asa pointing out the, the Jewry never left, uh, in, never in fact left Manhattan. All he did for them, and those ungrateful Jews pay him back like this. Son of a Klansman. Not saying. Just saying. Manhattan witch hunt, damn it, says Christopher in Oregon. I wish Jim Henson were still alive to make his sequel to The Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppets Manhattan witch hunt. It's not easy being orange. That's just for you, Christopher. And it does remind me of something. Uh, This is a fun little thing to... uh, go into the Green News Report with. And it also has the added benefit of being an earworm. Let me see if I can find it. This is primarily video, and that's what makes it fun. Um, but the music itself is pretty pretty damned enjoyable, too. The video that goes with the audio here is actually from the uh, debate between Nitwit Nero and Hillary Clinton. And every time you hear a voice... Well, just imagine it coming from Geezer Disgustus. Manamana. 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 It's the cutaways to the reactions of the people in the audience, including 
uh, Trader Tot, Don Jr., over there doing the I just did, I just snorted an eight ball of blow nose rub. And uh, <laughs> Eric the Dumber waving at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny, but it's not funny. But frankly, all the phenomenons make about as much sense as that son of a Klansman ever, ever, ever had. So let's uh, let's do uh, let's check in with uh, Brad and Desi in the Green News Report and hopefully take down the, uh, uh, the the total for the Santa's Happy Holidays Challenge for have a show on me. Remember, Cat reminds us: Good luck! Don't make Santa cry. And please don't do that. That'll get you. That'll get you right onto the naughty list, and nobody wants that. Thank you again, Cat. All right, Brad and Brad and Desi, do it. It's Tuesday, December sixth, twenty twenty-two. The individual that done this. It was targeted. It wasn't random. FBI investigating coordinated attack on electric grid in North Carolina. A fresh barrage of Russian rockets has knocked out more critical energy infrastructure in Ukraine. Russian attacks on civilian targets deepen Ukraine's energy crisis. Plus, electric vehicle sales are surging in the U.S. and around the world. All of those electrifying stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Researchers have now reanimated a so-called zombie virus that has lain dormant under the Arctic ice for nearly 50,000 years. Yeah. Now the good news is that Joe Biden is immune. He already had it as a kid. (laughs) Ouch. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyne, this is a fascinating story out of North Carolina, a disturbing one as well. Oh, indeed it is. A state of emergency and a mandatory curfew have been declared in Moore County, North Carolina, after coordinated simultaneous attacks seriously damaged two electric grid substations on Saturday night, triggering a widespread blackout, knocking out power, traffic lights, internet, and cell service to about 40,000 households. The damaged substations will take days to repair amid plummeting temperatures. Officials say the two substations were hit by gunfire from assailants who knew what and where to strike. But officials stopped short of calling it a domestic terrorism incident. The FBI has joined the investigation. Here's Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Fields in a Sunday news conference. We faced something last night here in Moore County that uh, we've never faced before. And I can promise you to the perpetrators out there 
We will find you. Well, I hope they will find them. How many times have we driven around, seen these substations, and thought, well, that seems like a good place for a terror attack? How can it be that we spent billions and trillions of dollars and didn't put cameras inside our substations. Indeed. In January, a Homeland Security advisory warned about increased domestic terror threats to the power grid, and they specified right-wing extremists. Go figure. In other news, Russia unleashed an eighth wave of missile attacks on Ukraine's power infrastructure on Monday, killing civilians and plunging millions of people into darkness, depriving them of heat, power, and water as winter temperatures drop below zero. Ukrainian and Western leaders quickly condemned the renewed strikes as war crimes because of the harm done to the civilian population. And because they're war crimes. Global oil prices spiked on Monday after the OPEC plus oil cartel, which includes Russia, held to plans to cut production to counter a move by Western nations on Friday to cap the price of Russian crude at $60 a barrel. The West's complex plan is intended to avoid global supply shortfalls while also curbing what Russia, the world's second largest oil exporter, can charge for its oil exports to curb its ability to finance its brutal war in Ukraine. Finland's Prime Minister Sanna Marin said the energy restrictions on Russia are necessary to prevent emboldening other rogue nations. Make no mistake, if Russia wins, Others will also be tempted by the same dark agenda. Swiss Re estimates that climate change intensified extreme weather disasters have cost the global economy $260 billion in 2022 so far. Top disasters include Hurricane Ian in Florida, listed as the costliest single disaster in 2022. The report also cited other expensive disasters like the most severe hailstorms ever observed in Europe last spring and torrential rains in Australia that have caused widespread flooding. Back in the U.S., the Biden administration late last week declared the northern long-eared bat endangered in a last-ditch effort to save the species that has been driven to the brink of extinction by white nose syndrome, a fungal disease which has spread throughout the Northeast. So good news about bad news. And finally, electric vehicle sales are surging. Battery-powered cars now make up the fastest-growing segment of the auto market, cool. with sales jumping 70% in the U.S. alone in the first nine months of this year really? over the same period in 2021. Wow. During the same period, sales of conventional cars and trucks fell by 15%. Womp womp. Bloomberg News projects that EVs will be cheaper than conventional gasoline cars within the next five years. And automakers Hyundai... General Motors and Ford have joined a growing group of automakers that are bundling sales of home energy products and services with their electric vehicles, things like solar panels and home-sized battery storage, as part of their transition. I can think of about 45,000 people in Moore County, North Carolina, who could use that sort of tech right around now. It's all about the power, ain't it? In more ways than one. I see what you did there. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. All I need
quality quality bumper from Brad and Desi there. Absolutely. Um, thank you very kindly uh, to Ralph's. Uh, Ralph's just uh, got us a little got us a little further down the road toward meeting the. Uh, um, don't make Santa sad. Merry Christmas challenge, courtesy of Cat in Ohio. So uh, we are now down to two hundred and sixty bucks. Thank you, thank you, Ralph. Yeah, that 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 clip was from the Muppets. That was the phenomena, or however it is you spell it. Uh, if you want to find it, just because you, just because you uh, need the giggle, if you uh, go to YouTube and. Look up um, oh, uh, Donald Trump, the Muppet Show mashup. Uh, Donald Trump, the Muppet Show mashup. It'll pop up and uh, maybe it'll just put a little spring in your step or give you a little bit of a giggle along the way. Um, Matt in San Francisco with a note. Subject line, the court. For people who are against homosexuality, they sure seem to spend the bulk of their time worrying about us gays. Not to be crude, but I think they need to just accept that they yearn for something to be shoved down their throat. Well, every I see you're shoving your homosexuality down our throats. And they always use the down our throats. Look, I mean, these people spend so much time thinking about how other people love each other that one could be forgiven again there's that Neil Gorsuch language again yeah, one could be forgiven for thinking that uh, maybe they're not quite so straight as they like to proclaim that they are that well, and, and frankly, you know, the Kinsey scale has been out there for a very long time. It's basically a 1 to 10 thing. It's linear. On one side, you have the, oh, my God, entirely straight. And on the other end, you've got the, oh, my God, entirely gay. And, and it's a spectrum. People fall somewhere in between. The, the, oh, my God, entirely straight and, oh, my God, totally entirely gay are actually kind of, Rarer than the, and makes sense mathematically. Rarer than the 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 the, um, the the quantum of people in between the two. But the funny thing about that is that the people who are on the oh my god entirely straight end of the Kinsey scale have no need to ever even think about how gay people love each other or how anybody loves each other and over on the entirely gay end of the Kinsey scale that's exactly how it happens that's exactly how it works nobody's like oh, yeah I wonder how the, uh, are the straights okay no it's 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 everybody from like Two, oh, I don't want to get lost in it, but uh, uh, Matt, you know what I'm talking about. 
as my as 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 my dear late friend Peter Godbold used to say, they spend more time thinking about how I have sex than I think than I spend time thinking about how I have sex. And that's why people like, uh, oh, Matt Dysphoria Beard Walsh and uh, Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogaine. That dude's so homoerotic, it's not even funny. And, and, and <laughs> Maximum Masculinity Jordan Peterson. Oh, no. Uh, they, they they are all subject to having their pink tomato noses tweaked by the uh, goddess of irony when Bart Cop's law kicks in and they get caught with a man in their mouth. Not saying, just saying. But uh, no, uh, the news came out earlier today, and it's big damn news. Uh, Robert Costa over at CBS News shared the uh, exchange with January 6th Committee Chairman Benny Thompson. This could very well be, you know, uh, historical. Have you made a decision about whether to even do that or not? Do that or not, meaning criminal referrals. Thompson, yes. And what was that decision? We will. You will make criminal referrals? Yes. Man, a few words, Chairman Thompson. Now, the what has the the, the uh, chattering class uh, on pins and needles now on the edge of their seats is uh, the question of who's going to get referred. And over at CNN, reporter Jamie Gangle said it's, uh, it, and anytime you use a word like certainly, it's kind of, hmm, don't know. Uh, he said that uh, Nitwit Nero will certainly be one of those subject to a referral. See, that that subject, too, is kind of a, a weasel word in this circumstance. Uh, they They chatted it out. Uh, on the desk there with uh, noted U-boat commander Wolf Blitzer. Good development indeed. Uh, all right, uh, Sarah, we're going to get back to you. We're following all of these developments. Right now, I want to bring in Mark Preston, CNN senior political analyst, Audie Cornish, CNN anchor and correspondent. Uh, also with us still, uh, Elliot Williams, CNN legal analyst, former federal prosecutor, and Jamie Gangel, CNN special correspondent, is with us as well. Uh, Jamie, the January 6th uh, Select Committee saying these criminal referrals uh, are going forward, as you know, based on uh, the main organizers and the leaders. That's what they're calling the leaders of the attacks. Does this suggest to you that Trump himself might be included? In a word, yes. We are being told that Trump is likely to be one of the criminal referrals. One source said to me, front and center. And then we're talking about allies, people around him who were involved, as Sarah said, with the attacks. And I think it's important, Wolf, to remember that, look, while Congress has no power here, you would be the first to say this is this is up to DOJ, uh, members of the committee have made it clear they're not trying 
to pressure DOJ, the Justice Department. They feel that these criminal referrals are a critical part of their work for history, for the record, that they must go on the record, that it would be notable if they didn't because of what they found uh, in their evidence and testimony during the hearings. We're also Seems fairly straightforward. But, of course, there's a whole lot more people than Nitwit Nero who can get referred. And the, in the ongoing soap opera that is Washington, D.C., the Department of Justice is said to be a bit flustered with uh, the January 6th committee because they haven't handed off all of their transcripts yet. And I don't know about you, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that they haven't. Because of the fact that the, well, um, the DOJ and in particular the FBI have been shown to be infiltrated, Swiss cheesed with maggot sympathizers. But I hope it ha well, it, it kind of has to happen sooner rather than later. It has to happen before January the 3rd. And let me see here. Yeah, this is the 6th. There are 31. That's 25. They got 27 days to get this done. And every day that they haven't done it makes it a little bit more... Um, fragile? Because I can envision something out there, um, because we know we we know already that when the uh, Republicans take control of the House, they're going to pull the same stunt they pulled several years ago, and their first act will be to read the entire Constitution out loud on the floor of the House. Uh, our dear friend Joy up in Ann Arbor suggested that Nancy needs to get out in front of this nonsense and. Read it now, and do and and in doing so, ask the Republicans whether they actually follow what's in there and honor their oath to the Constitution. In light of the fact that their God, their Orange God Emperor, has declared that the Constitution should be terminated in order to satisfy his insane hunger. For power. But they really do need to get those referrals over there and, and the transcripts so that hopefully the DOJ can get busy in front of a grand jury somewhere. And I hope he is front and center of the referrals. And it's nice to know that other people think like me, you know, when I when I started talking about the verdict against the Trump organization, <laughs> the walls at Mara Lardass are fairly dripping with catsup. Um, I was not the only uh, one to say that. I had not looked on Twitter, but apparently... Uh, 
that, that, that idea dawned on a lot of people. Author and lawyer Howard Altman on, on Twitter said to, uh, sent a message to Mar- uh, Merida Lardass and said, Brace for ketchup! Richard Signorelli, former U.S. Assistant Attorney for the uh, or Assistant U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, said, Breaking shortage of ketchup at MAL area supermarkets. No reason ascertained as yet. Uh, Rex Hupke at USA Today said, Breaking South Florida under emergency ketchup tsunami warning. And uh, another Twitter user said, I feel badly for the cleaning staff who will be stuck cleaning up all the ketchup tonight. Or uh, uh, Jeff Tiedrich, who is hilarious, said, uh, I hope they've hidden the ketchup at Mar-a-Lago. We'll be wild. And ketchup and Trump organization, at least for a while on Twitter, trended on a national basis. What must it be like? Do you, do you, do you think he ever, I mean, he, he, we know, um, we know that he pays attention to news about him because he constantly uh, takes the bait. It must just absolutely chew on him. You may have heard in the Green News Report a moment ago, a few moments ago, the discussion of the attack on the power grid in Moore County, North Carolina, um, Pinehurst, the drag show at the Sunrise Theater. Well, I never got around to playing it, and I'm not going to do it now. But there was a clip last week, and of course we had talked about it on this program before then, the uh, Department of Homeland Security last week, before any of this crap took place over the weekend, uh, Nazis showing up at two different places in Florida uh, to protest either a drag event or an LGBTQ event generally, um, locations in New York and Illinois in addition to North Carolina. Before any of that happened, the Department of Homeland Security issued a bulletin saying that there was a serious and credible threat of domestic terrorism activities targeting the LGBTQ community. And then more North Carolina happened, and the other events happened, and Columbus, Ohio. A bunch of the Proud Boys in Columbus stayed at a uh, Red Roof Inn somewhere, and packed in and drank all day at some biker bar when they didn't get to murder any drag queens. But there was a clip from one of the, one of the TV shows where uh, Chaston Buttigieg, um, Pete Buttigieg's husband, was informed about the DHS bulletin for the first time in real time. And you could see the shock on his face. That he was genuinely taken aback 
by the idea that terrorists have decided that their target of choice is his marriage, his kids, his and Pete's kids. And it's something as simple as drag shows. Well, now we have another example. Uh, there's a member of the California State Senate named Scott Weiner. He is from San Francisco. And KRON Channel 4 is reporting that he uh, disclosed to them via a press release today. Early this morning, I was informed by the San Francisco Standard and the police that someone had issued a bomb threat against me listing my specific home address and also threatening to shoot up my Capitol office. The email said, we will fucking kill you, and called me a pedophile and a groomer. This is the second time in a single year that Senator Weiner has been the subject of a bomb threat. And in an entirely unrelated incident, uh, a, a man was found guilty for threatening to murder him. It stand, well, Scott Weiner is both gay and Jewish. Senator Weiner went on to say, this latest wave of death threats against me relates to my work to end discrimination against LGBTQ people in the criminal justice system and my work to ensure the safety of transgender children and their families. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and MAGA activist Charlie Kirk recently tweeted homophobic lies about me, falsely accusing me of supporting pedophiles and child mutilation. And because of what they have done, there are people downstream from their words who would very much like to see Senator Weiner dead. We will close out 2022 with LGBTQ, QQIA plus people all over the country living to one degree or another in fear. And it doesn't matter if every member of the community in the country run, runs out and buys an AR-15 and a Glock, 9, uh, a Glock 19. It does not matter because, again, as you, know, you heard it here, you didn't hear it anywhere else, our dear friend Mark in Florida noting you can't outdraw a drawn gun. These are the times that try our souls. And the Biden administration has been really, really good in relation, especially in, in, in general, toward the LGBTQ, etc. community. And particularly good in regard to uh, uh, seeing and acknowledging the existence and the rights of trans people.
but it is time for them to take the next step. It is time for the Biden administration to announce publicly that the Department of Justice is prepared to pursue charges under the Civil Rights Act, the criminal, the, the criminal, the criminal version of the Civil Rights Act, pursue charges against the people who seek to infringe upon those civil rights. It's time for the consequences to run in the other direction. Uh, note coming from uh, uh, Cynthia in the Bay Area. You know how I feel about all those filthy groomers out there grooming children to be straight hetero Nazis. There ought to be laws against them. I agree, Cynthia. And groom, just just a groom. I mean, you know, I was raised in a non-traditional household. I, I was I was raised in a household where uh, my parents believed that. Uh, it was perfectly normal to be heterosexual. They couldn't help it. They were a product of their times. I kid. Thanks, Cynthia. But it's... so exhausting. And I would be surprised if there weren't more um, out legislators in this country who are uh, receiving death threats. And shit will probably ramp up against me as soon as I go public with the fact that I'm running for office again in 2024. I hope it doesn't. won't surprise me if it does. But Senator Weiner was right. Marjorie Taylor Greene and MAGA activist Charlie Kirk recently tweeted homophobic lies about me, falsely accusing me of supporting pedophiles and child mutilation. On the other hand, however, um, Marge is now getting some blowback of her own. I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Um, But because she made her separate piece with uh, man of silly putty Kevin McCarthy, the maggots are now mad at Marge. Because among other things, Marge, who not that long ago marginal trailer queen was on stage hail fellow well met with none other than Nick the Mexican white supremacist Fuentes and after he had his uh, dinner with Nitwit Nero Tess Owen advice reports that uh, um The Groypers, which is the name of the people who follow Nick Fuentes, are terribly, terribly upset with her.
feeling the heat and if maybe and maybe acting based upon her separate piece with Kevers, she recently tweeted, "Of course I denounce Nick Fuentes and his racist, anti-Semitic ideology. I can't comprehend why the media is obsessed with him." Of course, we understand why the media are obsessed with you, Marge. You and your gazpacho police and your <sighs> Jewish space lasers. And so, uh, Tess Owen noted that uh, uh, Nick Fuentes has told his army of mouth breathers and knuckle walkers, she's just weak. She goes and says something edgy to get attention. And then when the pressure comes, she buckles. You know, she's going to be a MAGA mom and QAnon and all of that. And then the second Kevin McCarthy reprimands her and she loses her committee, she goes and apologizes. Kevin McCarthy did not reprimand her and, lo- and caused her to lose her committees. Her committee assignments were taken away from her by the full body of the House of Representatives. And now Nick is trying to fat shame her and her a gym bunny and everything. He refers to her as Large Marge. Um, Laura Looney or Loomer, uh, who's another nut job. MTG is no longer an ally to America First. She may have claimed to be so that she could climb the political ladder, but she has shown she's all talk and zero action, unless of course the action is selling T-shirts and wine glasses. Oh, they are bitchy. And then another uh, creep, a Holocaust denier by the name of Vince James, said. You're their slave, Marjorie, a slave to the Democrats and the media that you constantly talk about. By that statement disavowing Fuentes, it's just got to show you're living according to the rules of their game that they've completely rigged against us. And then there was a guy that we've referred to in this program before, Dalton Clodfelter. Here's my take. Grifters are going to grift, and it's just sad that we have to go through that kind of betrayal. <laughs> uh, Marjorie, however, is, a, is, is, is willing to enter this battle of wits. She said, Nick Fuentes is immature. What has he ever done in his life? He knows nothing more than anyone else. He knows nothing more than anyone else, brackets, knows nothing. He's a nothinger. He knows nothinger better than anybody else knows nothing. Yow. And, and of course, you know, for Marge to ask what anybody else has ever done with their life, I mean... Uh, she's been to the gym a lot, but I find it funny now that the, the the maggots are turning on her. She used them to achieve a degree of power by getting a seat in the house, and now she's um, distancing herself from them. It's almost like she's the polar opposite of Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema. She's the anti-cinema. Or something. 
Well, uh, good luck, Marge. Once again, you're their slave. I hope it doesn't hurt too little. By the way, phone lines are open if you want to get in and engage in any conversation. Um, this is conversation radio. It's not uh, Robin Phil Robster's radio. Uh, you can get in on the stress line, 844-843-4676, 844-THE-HORN. And uh, you can reach me via Skype, Bob Kincaid Horn. Uh, on Skype, get you right in there. And with yesterday's uh, conversation about 303 designs and Lori not wanting to make the websites for the homosexual couples. We talked about what happens uh, in, in society if everybody just gets to start turning away everybody they don't like. It gets kind of ugly kind of quick, but I can't be too upset about that. In the aftermath of the uh, of, of the 303 Designs case, well, um, we have the shoe on the other foot. According to a publication called Virginia Business News uh, in Richmond, in the area of Richmond named Richmond Union Hill, there is a business called Metzger Bar and Butchery. And they put up a statement on Instagram. And I got to say, it's a bold statement. Metzger Bar and Butchery, they wrote, has always prided itself on being an inclusive environment for people to dine in. In eight years of service, we have very rarely refused service to anyone who wished to dine with us. Recently, we refused service to a group that had booked an event with us after the owners of Metzger found out that it was a group of donors to a political organization that seeks to deprive women and LGBTQ plus persons of their basic human rights in Virginia. Uh, Virginia has a Human Rights Act, but it doesn't cover people's political beliefs. The Virginia Human Rights Act uh, encompasses unlawful discrimination because of race, color, religion, national origin, sex, pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions, age, marital status, sexual orientation, gender identity, military status, or disability. Well, over at their website, the Family Foundation, you know, anytime you see family this, or family, you know you're dealing with a bunch of right-wing pricks. On their website, they say, we're not a church. And we don't push a specific religion, but we 
we push our interpretation of the Bible on government laws. We advocate for policies based on biblical principles that enable families to flourish at the state and local level. This means, of course, that they are actively involved in lobbying against the rights of anybody who doesn't love people the way that they say uh, their God wants people to love each other. That means the entire LGBTQQQIA plus community is out in the cold as far as the Family Foundation is concerned. Uh, they also say that uh, women do not have the right to control the workings of their own reproductive systems and have no privacy for making those decisions. And so, over at Metzger Bar and Butchery, it turns out that they got a lot of employees and staff members who come from the LGBTQ community, or are women, or both, and that their staff should not be forced to serve a bunch of sickening bigots from the Family Foundation, which, quote, seeks to deprive women and LGBTQ plus persons of their basic rights in Virginia. Here we go, y'all! Naturally, Todd Gathgee, G-A-T-H-J-E, I got no clue and I don't fucking care. He's an asshole. He sucks. Probably literally. See the aforementioned caught with a man in his mouth. Uh, he's, he's pogo sticked up onto the cross and he says, we're being, we're being discriminated against for our, for our sincerely held religious beliefs. We've had events at restaurants all over the city and never encountered a situation like this. It's no secret that we're very much engaged in the public policy debate on a number of controversial issues, but we never expected that we would be denied service at a restaurant based on our religious values or political beliefs. Sucks to be you, doesn't it, Bubba? How's it, how's it feel? Huh? How does it feel to be on your own with no direction home like a rolling stone? And uh, so naturally the butthurt maggots and the like and the religious freaks are trying to downvote uh, Metzger, um, uh, Metzger Bar and Butchery uh, on Yelp. They asked for this. And it is a natural and logical outgrowth of what these of, of what these toxic turds at the alliance demeaning freedom are looking for. Obviously the the, the staff and management of Mesker Bar and Butchery are deeply committed to ideas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so, oopsie, the Family Foundation is just going to have to go somewhere else because, again, that's what the right wing wants. There's an America out there on one timeline or another where, where signs hang in windows. 
if if um, uh, Kirsten Wagoner and the Alliance defaming freedom get their way. And it's in America where signs hang in windows that say no blacks. Next door, there's a sign that says no Jews. Next door to that, there's a sign that says no gays. And it only stands to reason that there's going to be a few buildings that have signs on their doors that say, no goddamn theocratic Christo-fascists, fuck right off. And there's a timeline out there where where it'll say, no me. And of course, the the Solon Six, our most puissant, dread, sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties. Well, that's not what we meant. And they'll go back and try to craft it so that the precious Christians have to be served. But it's okay to shut out the queers and the blacks and the Jews and the Muslims and the Sikhs and the Hindus. Because when they talk about religious freedom, they mean... Christian freedom. I don't know about you, but I stand with Metzger Bar and Butchery. If I get over Richmond Way, and there's a possibility I might, I'm going to make sure we go to lunch there. I would, you know what? That's a really neat thought. They're open and inclusive to the LGBTQ plus community and women. It'd be kind of nice to walk into a place where I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm welcome. I may have to see about... It's only four hours away going to lunch there. Jeez. I think... I, I, I think that... I think the version of America where everybody serves everybody regardless of race, religion, national origin, sex, sexuality, gender, gender identity, I think that's a better America. But our most puissant, dread, sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties do not. And what they say goes... But hey, you know what, if nothing else, the Family Foundation over in Old Virginia, well, I bet you they're going to raise an absolute shit ton of money on this one. Meanwhile, up in Michigan... And by the way, uh, we have a $300 have a show on me challenge on the table. And uh, thank you very kindly to another anonymous individual who uh, got us down to 250 to go on that. It would be great to get that met. There would be such a frenzy of bill paying. I, heavens to Betsy, uh, my, 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 well, my, my, little, my, little, my little typing index fingers might probably break a nail. 
Well, up in Michigan, which, by the way, is a the title of a brilliant short story by a young Ernest Hemingway. Um, up in Michigan, a guy was um, charged recently for threatening parents, young children, and security at a local synagogue. Uh, his racist and anti-Semitic threats are what got him the, uh, got him the charges. 33-year-old Hassan Yahia Chakar is facing a pair of counts of ethnic intimidation in connection with threats that he uh, made to the folks at Temple Bethel in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, this past Friday. The uh, synagogue dropped the dime, um, called 911, and police officers found Hassan Yahia Chakar, pulled him over, and uh, they let him go. They told him not to go back to Temple Bethel. Then he got arrested again, and they executed a search warrant. And then uh, he had to show up in court before Judge Julie Nelson Klein. Welcome to the America that the Republicans and the maggots and the Proud Boys and the America Firsters and the Nazis and the skinheads and Ron Monkey up DeClantis and his goddamn voters all want. This works a lot better. When I unmute the, the unmute the audio, let's try that again. Provide free pretrial services. They will have authority to do testing, random testing for drugs and alcohol. And my turn and your GPS tether will be fingerprinted at the Oakland County Jail. You on that GPS tether, you may only thank you. Let the record reflect that you just gave the court the finger. You may only leave your house. My turn. Can you mute him, please? God is going to judge you. Remember, the way you're judging me, God's going to judge you the same way. Mr. Schiffer, you're not helping yourself. Thank you. I don't you, care. You may only, leave, the, you may only leave your house for medical appointments, court appearances, or for your attorney visits only. You're under. Um, time out, Jack. The judge is literally putting this sick freak on home confinement and he's screaming, Jewish bitch, Zionist bitch, gives her the finger. He is literally proving himself to be a danger to the community. He's already lodged terroristic threats at a, at a, at a, at a synagogue. And Judge Klein's going to send him home. I love the guy in the background. You're not doing yourself any favors. I don't care. God's going to judge you. Yeah, well, he's on the docket next. How's arrest? You must turn in any and all weapons of any type to the Bloomfield Township Police Department upon release. Detective, did I miss anything? Fuck you, Detective. No, no Your Honor. 
Thank you, Mr. Fillmore. Any you guys questions? are bullshit. Your system is bullshit. Your system's gonna collapse. Your system's gonna collapse. You're taking my freedom of speech away. My freedoms away. In the end of the day, your freedom gets stripped away from you. You will not see heaven, and you will be doomed to hell, and you will see my words are true. You go ahead and give me that harsh punishment. You'll see the punishment God's going to give you. You fucking dumbass. She's putting you on home confinement. I'm a God-fearing man. I don't hurt nobody. I didn't have no intent to hurt nobody. I was practicing my freedom of speech. Yeah, his freedom of speech was to uh, call a synagogue, or go to a synagogue, actually. Go to a synagogue and threaten families, children there. And uh, Oakland County now has its first hate crimes unit, and they're going to get to go to work. And his freedom of speech was to make threats against the lives of people attending. Wait a minute. The place where they go to manifest their sincerely held religious beliefs. You know, as opposed to manifesting your sincerely held religious beliefs by refusing to make a goddamn website for a gay couple. And of course, they will. If there's any justice, he will be sent off to a prison where he will uh, hook up with other anti-Semites, and he'll come out worse than he went in. What a world, huh? And, and you know, that's Dearborn, Michigan. And in Pinehurst, North Carolina, they're... This, and, and, and remember, and I'm not trying to engage in hyperbole here, January 6th was all about starting... A race war in the United States. They said it time and time and time again. And so I wonder if maybe I was more right than I thought, more correct than I thought, when I said time and time again, y'all, they're going to do it again. Maybe, maybe I thought... Maybe we thought that that meant that they were going to attack the Capitol again. Maybe, maybe y'all, they're going to do it again means they're going to do it again in Moore County, North Carolina. They're going to do it again in Columbus, Ohio. They're going to do it again in Dearborn, Michigan. They're going to do it again in, 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 in Illinois, in New York, in Colorado. And what I'm beginning to think is that as long as we treat these as isolated incidents of law violation, 
It's only going to get worse. This is the kind of stuff for which the Klan Act was passed back in 1870, what, six? I don't know. That's why I said earlier... Ooh, I think I just heard Junie. That's why I said earlier that it's time to start using the criminal civil rights statutes to prosecute the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, the people who show up and uh, the, 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 the people who attack civilian infrastructure via the power grid. Because hate speech is not free speech. That's the one thing that uh, whoever that jackass was didn't understand. You are not free to hate people in this country. Oh, wait, unless you're a white Christian lady who designs websites or, or some dude who makes cakes and the people you're hating are people that, well, probably deserve it. At least that's how the Supreme Court of the United States appears to be set to rule. Kind of makes you want to dig out your copy of Shakespeare and read The Merchant of Venice again. Problematic though it is. And I want to add one more thing into this, into, into this dialogue. And this is from back here to home. My state legislature had interim hearings recently, and by recently I mean yesterday, because on the books of our criminal code here in West Virginia, we still have an exception to the rape statutes that say that a married woman cannot be raped. Basically saying that a married woman's body is the property of her husband. And that no matter how many times she says no, he can go ahead and, oh, sorry, content warning, trigger warning, fuck her anyway for as long as he wants. That he can grope her. Have his hands all over her, even though she's saying, no, honey, please don't. Please, honey, no. Not right now, please. Don't don't do that to me. And so the prosecuting attorney up in Monongalia County, which is uh, where my alma mater is, West Virginia University, is seeking to have that spousal exemption removed from the law. I probably don't have to tell you that Republicans object. What's really kind of wild, though, 
is when they say why they object right out loud. And we've got a we got a state senator named Richard Carnes who puts a whole lot of right wing maggot misogynists in this country to shame. One of the things that the Mon County prosecutor pointed out is that this is particularly pernicious in regard to child brides. And yes, we have child brides here. A girl who wants to get married under the age of 18 has to have parental consent, but they get it. And that little girl does not have the right to say no to her husband. And that's just fine with Senator Richard Carnes. For our presenter. Yes, sir. Senator from Randolph. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So um, I, I, I kind of picked up on the, the, the first time I'd heard, wasn't really my first question, but um, given um, uh, the current... By the way, this is the Joint Standing Committee on the Judiciary. You might want to get the hockey puck or the bucket. The party in opposition to uh, grooming and pedophilia and all of that, you, you wanted to bring in the idea that we have a lot of uh, under 12-year-old girls who've been forced into marriage in West Virginia, uh, presumably against their will, ordered so by a judge. Do you happen to have... Actually, nobody made that argument. But because this is one of those mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing freaks who thinks that gay people are groomers and pedophiles and that trans people are the same, he equates trying to protect the bodies of girls who are married at a young age with a sort of tit-for-tat competition to somehow distract from the monstrous lie that the LGBTQ community is is responsible for child sexual abuse. And it's quite often more the case that it's your local parish priest, your local Baptist minister, your local Boy Scout, uh, Boy Scout troop leader, teachers, have any numbers to sort of back up the idea that we're forcing 11 and 10 year olds into marriage in West Virginia? No, sir, I don't mean to suggest that, just that that law still exists on our books. Uh, do you think there's even one 11 year old girl that's been forced into marriage in West Virginia today? I could, I could only speak for Montego County, and I would suggest that does not exist. Oh, okay. here's the funny thing he's saying that we don't need to have this conversation because there's no 11 year old child brides, so we don't need to pass any laws about it. He did not feel that way when they were passing a law against trans kids participating in school athletics, of which we have none or next to no examples. And nonetheless, the state of West Virginia is now embroiled in tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of litigation defending that dumbass piece of legislation. Well, you know, hypocrisy, I-O-K-I-Y-A-R. Okay, so we really can just set that 
particular thing aside, I think, then, right? Because it doesn't even exist in West Virginia. Um, do you not no, it still needs this, to come off the books, dumbass. Uh, might actually exist for a reason in, in the sense that if I walk into uh, uh, you know, the kitchen and my wife is doing the dishes and I, and I put a hand on my wife and she turns around and sees that it's me, she may have one response, um, but if she turns around... Jesus, if I was standing at the sink doing dishes and I felt a hand on my ass and I turned around and saw it was him, there'd be a butcher, there'd be a butcher knife in my other hand. Oh, this freak. Uh, and he is a freak. He's a real silverback. ...around and sees that it's someone she's never met before, she might have a completely different response. Within the West Virginia Code, the requirement that would need to be met for that to rise to the level of a criminal offense would be a need for forcible compulsion on your part. Otherwise, that would not rise to a criminal offense. Uh, I think when we looked at this before, the, the forcible compulsion element that you're sort of putting out there wasn't... Uh, She's not putting it out there. It's really the law. Consideration. As I understood it, as it was explained at the time, um, a husband putting his uh, hands on his wife or a wife putting her hands on a husband in, in any sexual uh, way would have been a violation of the law that we examined. Um, I, I, just to correct you, particularly West Virginia Code 618B7, subparagraph A1, has always required the element of forcible compulsion on the perpetrator. And so that situation would only um, rise to the level of a criminal offense if you used forcible compulsion on your wife and during that force subjected her to sexual contact. So you're saying this is never, because it's not the way it was, again, not the way it was explained, this is never applied in cases where um, you uh, touch your wife or your wife touches you in a way that involves, um, you know, sexual touching. Uh, only if after they say don't do that and you continue doing that in some way or in some way they indicate that you're not to do that. So the implied in a marriage contract is I, I assume there's probably very few people, probably about as many as a 10 or 11 year olds getting married in West Virginia that enter into a marriage contract without understanding that sex might well be a part of it. So there is something of an implied uh, contract there that there's going to be certain benefits to being. Honey, when you marry him, he gets to fuck you whenever he wants to. And you don't get to say no. You understand? That's why he's a man. And you're a woman. And girl, you are a woman now. Now this, just so you understand who this, this, this toxic fucking freak is. This is a guy who argued last year that we should not have an exception for rape and incest in abortion law in this state. Because... Um, and I'm not kidding here. Uh, because uh, child rape victims often, and this was his word, romanticize their rapist. There is something about this creepy dude that makes me want to make sure that he's nowhere near any child, especially any female child.
And this isn't some outlier Republican. This is just a mainstream maggot Republican who thinks that women are less than, who thinks that women are other. Married. Uh, I don't think very many people would get married if they thought it wasn't going to work that way. Uh, oh, wait, he doesn't think anybody would get married if they didn't think that, uh, it, it, and by anybody he means any man, he doesn't think any man would get married if he didn't think that he'd get to fuck his wife whenever he wanted to. People, probably about as many as a 10 or 11 year olds getting married in West Virginia that enter into a marriage contract without understanding that sex might well be a part of it. So there is something of an implied uh, contract there that there's going to be certain benefits to being married. Uh, I don't think very many people would get married if they thought it wasn't going to work that way. Yeah, what's the point in getting married if I ain't getting laid? Oh, welcome to the Anthropocene, Robert Carnes. I know you must miss the Bronze Age. Uh, but you're saying that none of that touching would rise to any level of criminal offense under any circumstances nope. unless you forced that touching. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that pursuant to sexual abuse in the first degree, which I think is what you are describing, there would have to be an element of forcible compulsion, um, or the victim could be physically helpless or incapacitated, um, which would also rise to the level of a criminal offense. You're, you're citing one section of code, but you mentioned before that this is actually sprinkled throughout our code. You're saying there's nowhere in any of our code that would uh, re not require the scenario that I'm saying, you could you can still touch your wife or your wife can touch you any way they want until you say no. Interesting how it's always the guy can touch his wife that gets mentioned first. Isn't it? Well, I mean, there's lots of reasons and there's lots of ways for a victim to um, convey their lack of consent to some type of sexual touching or sexual intercourse without actually saying the words no. So, I guess what I mean, you, you say you want to move the, remove the barrier. If I come over there and touch you in any way, I'm pretty much committing a crime, aren't I? Well, and hopefully she would, well, never mind. If it's an unwanted touching, I would say yes. I'm assuming you don't want it. I'm saying if I just go up to strange people on the I'm assuming you don't want it. Probably a lesbian, and that's why street man or woman and touch them in certain ways it's already a crime they don't have to tell me no it's already a crime that's true okay yes. so you do want to leave in an insulting or provoking so manner marriage that's not a crime i'm not sure i understand that question well you said it has to be forcible if it's inside of a marriage if i go up on the street and, and approach someone i'm not using force i'm just reaching out my hand and touching them that would be a crime um, that's common law battery dumbass battery. Um, the forcible, I'm not talking, the, I'm talking about in a sexual way. Okay. That forcible compulsion, the requirement for forcible compulsion exists in any um, prosecution of a what I'm describing as a sexual abuse in the first degree. So you're saying people can go around on the street right now and touch people sexually as long as they don't force it? Well, I'm saying it would 
certainly depend on the particular case, the reason for their touching, um, whether it was for sexual gratification. Um, if it's someone maybe slipping on ice and touching someone, it may not rise to the level of a criminal offense. I think every single circumstance is different. And, and I'm saying I'm assuming it is for a sexual gratification purpose. That's a crime, isn't it? Yes, sir. And you want to make it a crime inside of marriage too, right? I don't think there should be any distinction drawn simply okay. because of so marriage. When we throw out this forcible this or forcible that, that's not really the way it is. You want to make it a crime to do inside of a marriage what would be a crime to do outside of a marriage, even though married partners assume because of it's, it's part of the implied contract of marriage that those kinds of things are going to be okay. No, it isn't. When a woman gets married, she does not automatically assume that she's just going to have to consent to rape once in a while. The filing of a certificate of marriage with the county clerk or whomever is not a statement of, of consent to rape. But that's how these sick, sick Republicans Think about it. I'm married now. I can fuck her all the time, whether she wants me to or not. Bend over, honey. Would, would it be okay or would it change anything? I asked this last year. If we just put a checkbox for each spouse on the marriage license, I consent to being touched by my spouse. No. Because it is the manner of the touching. But that's lost on him because, I don't know, Jesus or conservative family values or something. And then that would be no longer implied. It would be a very explicit consent. And if they didn't check that box, I suspect they probably wouldn't have a marriage. But would that solve your problem? I don't think you can consent to be the victim of a crime in perpetuity. No. Well, I, I don't either, but I don't think this is a crime. Um, I think if you actually are talking about real force, yes, it's a crime. But it's not. So what is, it, what is he saying? That a husband who rapes his wife is not using real force? How do we define force? That's the whole problem here. The problem we're trying to solve is that what can be done to a... Uh, what, what is a crime to someone who isn't married is not a crime if the person is married and the person committing the crime is their fucking husband. Literally. If you're talking about the same kinds of things, which you want to remove the barrier between what a person might do on the street and what a person might do in their, their house with their spouse, th these are completely different circumstances. Um, and I think that that's, that's one part of it. Um, the other thing is how long... Give it up, honey, or I'm not going to make your car payment this month. They'll come and take it. But that wouldn't be a crime. Because, see, this guy believes all that uh, Bronze Age hokum bullshit about how a woman is subservient in a marriage. About how a, a, a woman is to submit to her husband as the church submits to Christ. And people up in Randolph County. Now, I'm going to have to drive up in Randolph County and just see what I see what I can see up there. There must be some weird fuckers. 
you know, right now somebody can report a, a sexual offense years later and that crime can be prosecuted. We already have a, a problem in this state and in other states where um, as soon as you go to divorce court, there's suddenly all the times that your spouse abused you verbally and physically and mentally and all of that stuff. From and if a woman says that necessarily, she's lying and she's being vindictive. Years ago, get dredged up. You know, how is a spouse going to... Yeah, it's kind of like when Donald Trump got divorced from Ivana, who is now living permanently, well, not living permanently there at Bedmonster. And uh, during the course of the depositions, uh, she testified to how that uh, he had a hair, had some hair plugs done and it hurt him real bad. And he had gone to the doctor that she had had do uh, her head. And, 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 and he was real, really in pain, and he took it out on her and tore the hair out of her head. And then there was the testimony that she dredged up, you know, from years before, about how he kept a book of Hitler's speeches by his night, on his nightstand. Deal with the idea that now a part of the divorce proceedings is going to be the five years ago that you came downstairs and you laid your hands on you and she didn't say anything at the time no you dumbass that's a civil proceeding we're talking about removing we're talking about removing an exemption inside the criminal rape statutes but five years later in court in in divorce court she says i didn't want that that was a forcible touching five years ago what stops that I think criminal investigations deal with that type of question often and in many different circumstances, especially within sexual offenses, especially within investigations of sexual offenses. Sometimes we have children that don't report those for years. Sometimes we have victims that don't report their crime until they are free from the perpetrators. And so I think that just needs to be viewed just like any other criminal investigation. Um, part of the investigation and a decision of law enforcement or prosecutors to be made within the totality of the circumstances in each and every case. A circumstance like that is obviously a he said, she said kind of a thing, but this is a divorce court we're talking about. We already see the whole boatload of everything brought into divorce court if they think it'll give them an advantage. You don't think this is going to be a problem that incidents from two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago are going to be a part of the divorce proceedings now. And it doesn't matter if there's a criminal conviction, it's going to go into family court where this accusation is made. Well, I think that those are investigated by law enforcement from time to time um, where there is a delay and where there, the investigation needs to um, identify or locate corroborating evidence. Oftentimes it is a he said, she said situation, but it needs to be viewed in the the totality of the circumstances. And so I can't speak to what happens in divorce court. I'm only speaking about whether facts or circumstances rise to the level of a criminal prosecution. Well, I think the accusations are enough, especially in the divorce court proceeding. And I think that this is the kind of thing that's going to do a great deal of damage and probably not solve any problems. You'd almost swear that somebody's accused him of doing something somewhere along the way, wouldn't you? Problems. Thank you. But that's not all. Oh, no. No, no. Because my... <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, my member of the House of Represent... House of Delegates, rather. Uh, Tom Fast. We've talked about him here from time to time. 
Tom Fast. And he's a lawyer, mind you. And this would probably be the appropriate time to mention the fact that at one point in time, there was a time, there's, there's this case that involved the necessity to use the word cunnilingus. And Tom Fast, in the course of that case, used it two or three times, and, and, and every time he tried to say the word cunnilingus, he would stumble over it. And finally, sheepishly, he looked up and said, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't even know what that is. And some woman audibly in the courtroom said, his poor wife. And, uh, of course, uh, he, uh, Tom Fast despises the queers because he thinks Jesus don't like them. But mostly it's women he despises. He spends a lot of time worrying about that little soggy piece of wet popcorn that he thinks has a heart in it. It's so funny. I've seen something that has proliferated across social media where uh, um, they'll they'll catch one of these fetus fetishists out and they'll put up a picture of a fetus. And the fetus fetishist will immediately go into a frenzy of fetus fetishism and scream, that's a little human being. That's a person. And then, of course, it's a snapper, and you spring, spring the trap, and you go, no, stupid, that's a dog fetus. Oops. Yeah. So, Tom Fast, opining, uh, uh, shows discomfort with deleting the spousal rape exemption. He says we need to put into the code something that prevents an innocent person from going to jail. Fast worries that marriage seems to seems too fickle nowadays, and that and, and that somehow something could happen where someone is set up. Uh, how, how does a woman set up a rape? Because this betrays a fundamental mindset about women on the part of these white men where they assume that all women are conniving, scheming temptresses, and that every wife is just waiting around for a chance to send her hubby to the joint. Never mind the fact that most of the women who get divorced in this state wound up a hell of a lot worse off than they were before their divorce. And of course, we have domestic violence statutes in this state. We're not that uncivilized. And so if hubby beats the hell out of the little woman, she can call the cops. But if he beats the hell out of her and then fucks her, 
She can still call the cops for the domestic violence. She can she can complain about every time that he beat the hell out of her, but she, but she can't say, and then he raped me. Because in the Christian state of West Virginia, no man, no matter his intent, can ever be guilty of raping his wife. Onward, Christian soldiers marching as to war. What kind of a mindset do you have to have to think first about whether someone might be set up for an accusation of rape before you think about whether the woman might be telling the truth? probably is telling the truth. And uh, in, in terms, you know, and, and uh, Carnes there was quite certain that yeah, there, there aren't any young brides in this state. Well, um, between 2000 and 2018, according to a study from McGill University, There were, in the state of West Virginia, 3,532 marriages of people below the age of 18. And of that 3,532, 86% involved a younger woman or girl. Here we are. And that's why I ran for office. And probably will again. Uh, uh, Carnes, however, is upset. Oh, he's got a terrible sad because the West Virginia Democratic Party managed to get out a press release about him. And Carnes, well, uh, he said, because uh, what they said is just when you think Senator Carnes can't get any sleazier, he finds a new way to shock and disgust. And Carnes, in the midst of his terrible, terrible. Christian Sad said, Hard left minority leader Mike Pushkin's current dishonest press release explains why Republicans just won 94% of West Virginia state Senate races. The voters of West Virginia are tired of the lies and distortions. Still managing uh, in all of his high dudgeon not to be able to explain why it is he thinks brides under the age of 18 should not be protected from rape by their hubbies. And you know, these are the same Christians who, if you ask, who, you don't even have to ask them, to you know what, that, Mo, that Mohammed, he married a little girl what was nine years old and fucked her. That's a sick religion. 
And yet, I don't know how, but here we are. Hey, Christopher, thank you so much. Christopher said, a small chunk of the challenge. Thank you, Christopher. That's so kind of you. Thank you so kind. So, oh, really, thank you. And so we are now down to uh, $235 to go on the uh, don't, make, don't Make Santa Sad Challenge. Thank you, Cat in Ohio. Thank you. 235 to go, and it would be great if we could uh, knock that out and pay some bills. It would be wonderful. Uh, let's run over to the stress line and see who we got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey. Hey, what's up? Just you just you just sitting <laughs> around listening. You just sitting around listening to the Exxon Mobil and the Instagram commercials and Jesus. I mean I mean Exxon Mobil really That's a little bit of a slap in the face. It, it really, really is. To hear Exxon Mobile uh, <laughs> commercial in the middle of your show, that's just rude. It's, it's yeah, and, 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 and I want to really... say this again because I was just now talking about fundraising. Y'all, I'm not kidding. This is really and for true. We have never received... Even a single penny from uh, from TuneIn. Not a penny. They make their money off our backs, and I let them use. I let them run the show because a lot of y'all use it, and the, the, and, and so and so. I'm appalled. I'm disgusted. Uh, but you know, then again, maybe if we get to the point where uh, uh, where uh, uh, accurate message is up and running and strong and stable, and we put start putting out a stream there, maybe maybe folks will and and this would be a good time. You know, check it out, test it out, uh, get the accurate message app. It's only available for uh, uh, at the Google Play Store right now, but it'll be coming up on the uh, App Store at Apple. Get it. And see how it works, and maybe you'll never have to listen to another Exxon Mobil commercial in the middle of this program again. Yeah, because that's some bullshit. Really, and for it true, really, really is. Because especially Exxon Mobil, I'm like, well, that's a new one. Well, what's worrisome to me? Because, you know, if you listen, it says tune in and says listen ad free. But that's, I mean, if you don't want the ad, those of you see the ads and if you run across the, you know, the app, you don't actually, you know, they don't actually interrupt. They just, you know, ads that run, you know, on the app while your show is playing. These are actual interrupting your show. Like, you know, and since they're not working with you, there's no break in the, in, you know, there's no time commercial breaks or anything like that. So you're in the middle of a thought or a phrase or what have you. Hey, Tracy, you're, Tracy, Tracy your, your transmission has gone to hell in a handbasket in a hurry. Um, are you, really? Can you hear me now? 
uh, no, you're all kind of machiney. You're, ah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's. Not... I think a lot of it is because, well, I am sick. No, so that's, no, this, better, this but... is this is not sick. This is like staticky inter- interference. Because if you if you're if you if, if if this is because you're sick, honey, I, I hate to break it to you, but you're ter- you're, ter- you're turning you're dead. You're turning in. no no no. You're being co-opted into the Cylons. Oh God. I'm coming. All right, listen. See, now you got me. Laughing. And then when I start laughing, I okay. start choking. Okay, suddenly we're better. Okay, I, I think I know what it was. But I, I'm, you know, just listening to your show this evening, and aside from the, the un, you know, unwelcome commercial break, um, you know, and just this last piece of film that was just, like you said, why is he so, well, you know, it, it, I can understand it if you're a stranger. And so, you know, I should be able to just to touch, you know, I can't just touch you if you're a stranger, blah, 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 but, you know, since I married you. And I'm like, what year is this? Since when does people still get married just to have sex? That that went out with the hoop, with the hoop skirt, Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I know, I know, I, and I hate the things that are going, honey, I married you, I can pick you up and carry you like a six-pack if I want to. Right. It's disgusting, and, <laughs> and, and you, you know what the origin of this is? I will explain it. He knows what, he knows what, he, he knows what he and his sleazy, skeevy, misogynistic, woman-hating, woman-despising colleagues did down there to protect the little fetuses. They told him, they told every woman in West Virginia that they are second or third or fourth or fifth class citizens that in point of fact they do not uh, they do not matter and now they're afraid that if the little woman gets knocked up and she doesn't want to carry the baby to term that maybe she'll just if that exemption isn't there that she'll turn around and said he done raped me. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It is. The, it is. The, it is. The, it is the. Wow. Say it is again, Robin. It is the process. It is the process of a of of a guilty mind. Mm-hmm. And when he said, "Well." What about those people that start suing and claiming that people did shit to them? Yeah, that. I just want to. Do you actually have? Do you have video of this when she's listening to this man? Uh, no, they they put the camera on him when he's talking and on her when she is, and she's classy. Uh, she is not sitting there. Because... Ro- she's not sitting there rolling rolling her eyes or making donkey ears at him. Because she's a she 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 girl, I I don't know because this fool just ugh. I I you know Robin, I just I'm so tired of these people. I I just oh I'm weary. I am weary. And by the way, the polls have clo- so the poll the polls have closed in Georgia. 
That's the night that the polls go down oh, in Georgia. It is almost eight o'clock. Oh, that's right. I didn't even. I just didn't realize what time it was. It's okay. Wow. Are there any early reports? Are there any anything? I haven't. I haven't seen anything. Uh, let me check here. Uh, I guess. Uh, I would have I, I, I would I would have heard something from Steve from Georgia Stan if there was any significant development. America, there are going to be a lot of doors you can't go through. Mm-mm. Queer, black, Jew. Jew. All that. All that. So, what do we do? I mean, do we just say, stay home? Or. I- but just like listening to those, the, the guy at, in the court, first of all, the fact that she was even going to put him on house arrest, he has visibly demonstrated that that won't it won't do it won't it won't deter him from doing anything else. I mean, the man is cussing out the judge and, and flipping her off, and is that not an indication? That he is a danger to himself, or more so to the community. No, nah, he's not a danger to himself. I, I he's a danger. To, he's a danger to others. No. Yeah. You know, no, he's because he's too self-involved to hurt himself. Zionist bitch. Robin, <sighs> where, where? Well, see, you have to. There's one thing. There's one thing worth noting here, as was pointed out to me by some friends in Michigan during the election season. The Republicans had a lot of success um, reaching some intersectionality with the Muslim community uh, up in Michigan, which is substantial. And and, and and they did that via running ads about. You know the trans children. I guess the you know the the, the trans kids going to eat your Koran or something. I, what? I, I, <laughs> well, I, and you're not trying to you'll be funny because you're trying to come up with a, a, a well. It's like the Scientologists in the Nation of Islam. Where the hell did that happen? Somehow they're you know joining forces. I mean. 
I mean, I can't. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand uh, where uh, where we go where where we're going at this. At what point we're we're, we're we moving? Say, and I, I hate because see, I, I actually coined the term. I started using it before anybody ever else did. Anybody else ever did? I started using the term "cold civil war" over ten years ago. Back with the rise of the tea baggers. Yeah, you somebody told them, yeah, you you don't really but want the to problem, be called tea baggers. But the problem is, I, I mentioned that in hopes that we could stop it from turning into a hot one. And I hate to confess, I don't it, think we, I, we, we I don't, are, we are in the we are in the hot part of it now. Um. Uh, we've got uh, we I got, I got a story now where um, the feds are now investigating a bomb threat against a restaurant in South Carolina that hosted a drag show in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, Sunday, the Mister Fish restaurant was going to host a drag queen event. Um, one of the queens said, right now a lot of people are angry. As much as I want to be strong about it and not let hate win, it kind of wants me to, it kind of wants me to rethink a little bit. I've been doing this for over 30 years. A lot of raw emotions right now because they evacuated the restaurant to look for the fake bomb. And all they were doing was having a, an event called Drag Me to Brunch. And, of course, as is often the case, you, you, you see, the, you see the, fir- the line afterward. Uh, Officials said an investigation is now underway to determine the source of the hoax with the involvement of the FBI. It isn't clear if the threat was directly related to the event. Yes, it is! South Carolina is one of only two states in the union that does not have a hate crime law. Not that they would enforce it if they had one. But, the, but, but, but what, I was, well, yeah, what I was what I was getting at is that I think the cold civil war has gotten hot, and it is asymmetrical in nature, as modern wars quite often are. Because they, they're acting like it's like they're like, well, you know, these are one-offs. This is just, and I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, it, it's it's really seriously making me. Re- I mean, it's not like I scream. I'm a queer black woman when I drive my cab, but you know, if I say the wrong thing to the wrong somebody while they're in my cab, then what? Well, and I, and I and I really hate and I really hate that we're getting to that point. A maggot, a maggot went. I'm not kidding. Uh, a maggot, I think, in Florida, 
blew away one of his neighbors. The, the, the person he blew away was the president of the Homeowners Association because the president of the Homeowners Association asked the maggot not to leave the door to the laundry room open. And we are kind of out of time, but I wanted to share one more with you because I, I know you saw the story and you were like, uh-huh. Well, um, we have a new pronouncement from the cue balls. You, as well as I, saw the um, announcement of the passing of Kirstie Alley. Yes. 71 years old, uh, died of a recently diagnosed cancer. We are sad to inform you that our incredible, fierce, and loving mother has passed away after a battle with cancer only recently discovered. And I went, uh, because she was delightful. She was, she was wonderful in the role that she, uh, she played in Cheers. Yep. Absolutely hilarious. And she was really good in, um, oh, which Star Trek was it? The movie? Oh, yeah. Um, I think The Wrath of Khan. Was it Wrath of Khan? Uh, was it Wrath of Khan? It might have been Wrath of Khan. Well, I think that, Lee's listening. He'll, he'll sort it out. He'll tell us. But there's somebody in the, in, on the you know that knows because you know, and she was an anti-vaxer and a Scientologist. Well, I knew she was a Scientologist. I knew that, but I didn't know she was. Well, if you're a Scientologist, more like you yeah. are anti-vaxer. Yeah, she's an anti-vaxer too. And it was the anti-vaxer part that oh. got the cue balls up in arms. Uh, Vice News, uh, Vice News, uh, reported that. Uh, Uh, on the QAnon message board, The Great Awakening, members concluded, and when they say members, I'm assuming people sitting around in their parents' basement or, or their own basements for that matter. And playing with their uh, members. With, you know, with, a, with, a, with a multiple layers of aluminum foil on their heads, you know, to block the transmissions uh, from, uh, from, from the aliens into the fillings in their teeth. On the QAnon message board, The Great Awakening, members concluded that the sudden nature of Allie's death was a clear sign that her death was part of a global plot to silence critics of the COVID vaccines. No, so we killed her? Uh, one member said to... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Huh? <laughs> wait, you're saying that we killed, because we killed her because she was a critic. Of the COVID vaccine. Okay. They killed her. Uh, one uh, one cue ball said, I wholly believe the deep state has a way of dosing people with poisons that create aggressive cancers. And another one said, she either just uh-huh. drew the short straw or she was poisoned by the deep state for being a public patriot. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to be all nil nisi bonum about it, but uh, she said she would ignore vaccine mandates until they can prevent me from getting COVID or prevent you from getting it. Well, the vaccine does both of those things. But she, uh, but but Kirstie Alley also went so far as to promote cue ball content in her own right. 
Oh. I know. But I have got to roll because uh, uh, Miss Terry has uh, just kicked off the, yes, inaug- the yes. inaugural uh, episode of Trans Talk Raw, and I am three minutes late to the party, and I got to do something about that. Well, you got you got to go, sis. You got to go. When you got to go, you got to go. When you got to go, you got to go. And so for the overnight. Uh, uh, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Darlene said, "Not Wrath of Khan. I think it's the second movie. The second movie is Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan." So, second, thank you, thank you, Lee, and thank you, Darlene. Look, Ricardo, fine Corinthian leather, Montalban. Yes, fine Corinthian leather. Beautiful um, man, Lord Jesus. Well, can't open the New York Times. <laughs> can't open that. Okay, so um, I'll be checking the. Checking the runoff results with bated breath. Uh, hon, you go home and you, I don't know, drink a hot cup of tea with some honey and lemon in it or something. And a shot of Jack Daniels. Would not be the worst idea in the world. I would not recommend Jack Daniels, but, you know, you do you. I do. know. No, well, that's what I... Oh, you, just, you did not just you do you do me, bitch. Wow. I did. Okay, you know I what? Did. I'm like, okay, bitch. I I got you. We we'll talk later. So Miss Terry, I said, hey, and good luck tonight. And if I, I will, have a chance, and I'll uh, see you, you know, if, if fire up Facebook, look up Trans Talk Raw, and uh, uh, check out the you know ch- check out the archive. I will. Uh, you you too, you be good, and I'll t- talk to you soon. <coughs> All right, you take care, Tracy. Bye now. <laughs> And so I do have to get out of here in a hurry. Thank you to everybody who uh, keeps this program on the air. Thank you to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Um, thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thanks to, uh, to all of you who jumped in to get us down to $230 to go on the Don't Make Santa Sad Challenge, courtesy of Cat in Ohio. Thank you. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger and Steve in the chat room earlier. Thank you to our news inches. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, headon.live. I don't know if, uh, I hope Malloy's going to run this evening. I don't know for sure, but if he does, it'll be there at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. And why don't you do like I'm doing? If you're listening live right now, bounce over to Facebook, look up Trans Talk Raw, and check out Miss Terry Allen. She's, she's my big sis, and I love her dearly. And I hope this... Uh, this um, uh, initial episode is a reason to continue to do more and more of them. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Wipe down your surfaces. Help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your masks when you're among the great maggot, uh, unvaxxed and unwashed and generally in crowds anywhere. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And, uh, well, you know, if uh, some bleach blonde comes down the street saying, that Nick Fuentes, he's immature. Uh, avoid that marginal trailer queen like the plague because she is and always 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 gina it's all for you later <laughs>